Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. Do you want to become mighty for God? I sure do. It's one reason I come here every day is to help you become mighty for God. Just imagine that, being mighty, being a man or woman of God who has strength, who has character, who has integrity, who goes out as a victorious warrior in the spiritual battle in which we're engaged. That's why we come here and get in the Word of God. And that strength, how do we get it? From where does it come? Believe me, it comes from God. God is our strength. God is the one who blesses us. God is the one who makes us people who are mighty for him. And mighty for him doesn't mean you go become a ruler of the world. That's up to Jesus to be the ruler of the world. But rather, as you come under the lordship of Jesus Christ, as he is your ruler and he, shall we say, has conquered you and you are subject to him, submitted to him, surrendered to Jesus Christ, you discover that the power of God begins to work in your life and through your life in the sphere in which he has entrusted you. And as you're faithful in that sphere, God will expand that and God will give you victory. He might give you a great influence. He might give you small influence, but wherever it is, it'll be holy. It'll be good. It'll be godly. It'll be glorifying to our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the world's about. That's what the world ought to be about. That's what the creation ought to be about. That's what you and I ought to be about. Well, how do we find and experience this strength and power? I We're starting off this year 2024. This is January 3rd. And I want to stress what, what I've said over and again, but it bears repeating the importance of the Bible, this Word of God, the Scripture in our lives. One of our deepest core values has got to be that I'm building my life on the Scriptures. The Scriptures, what they teach me, this is the Word of God. In John 17, verse 17, Jesus says, sanctify them or make them holy. Set them apart as your own by your truth. Your word is truth. This is what Jesus was praying to the Father. And he prayed to the Father that the word of God, that the words from God, this is truth. In a world filled with error, in a world filled with deception, often come come wrapped up so pretty and so well we can't tell it's deception. It's not obvious. We've got to be people who stand firmly on the truths of God. There are so many verses on this. This is a theme, one of the major themes all throughout the Scripture. It starts in the Garden of Eden, does it not, where God had said what his truth is, and the serpent came and said God did not say that, and he challenged the Word of God. And it goes all throughout Scripture. Jesus says you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. We're told over and again to have faith not in what the world tells us, not in what the serpent tells us, but to have faith in what God tells us in his word. And this is the key. This is the key. So one of my favorite sections on this that I just want to remind us of today is found in Psalm 1. And uh, let's read it together if we could. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. This is what we should not do if you want to be blessed. There are people out there in our world 
who are scoffers, who are sinners, who are wicked. Do you believe that? Do you know that? Some of us do. Some of us say, eh, you know, the philosophy of our world says people are basically good. It's just the system that's bad. It's the government that's bad. It's the, it's the, it's the economy that's bad. But the people are good. Well, Scripture says there are wicked people. There are sinners. There are scoffers. And if you are sitting in their seat, hanging out with them, walking in their way, you won't be blessed. Now, we go to these people to win them to Christ. We go to convert these people. We go to evangelize people, bring them the good news. But we don't go just to hang out with them. We don't make these our intimate friends. We don't make these the people that we we share our life with. They will drag you down. Indeed, this is, in. I'd say it of college students, but I'd say it of everybody. If you choose the wrong friends, you're going to, you're on the wrong path. Get on, don't, you'll be blessed. Not, you will be blessed if you don't choose the wrong friends, but you choose the right ones. But he goes on and he says, instead of choosing the wrong friends to influence them, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Oh, that God would give us a heart to delight in the word of God, to delight in it, to be excited about it, to enjoy it. If you don't have this, ask God to give it to you. If you don't have it, pray and say, oh God, might I delight in your word. The psalmist said he delighted in God's word more than thousands of silver gold pieces. I mean, that's like winning the lottery. That's a thousand, thousands of gold pieces. Right now, like gold's like $2,000 an ounce. If you had thousands of them, that's a lot of money. And he said he delighted in the word of God more than thousands of silver and gold pieces, more than a victory, more than overcoming your enemies, more than a raise at work, more than getting anything. He delighted in the law of God, and he meditated on it day and night. Now, it's interesting to me that the law of God is not new. The Bible's been around for several, the, the, the completed Bible for, for 2,000 years. The Old Testament, you had another 1,000 years uh, on top of that. We live in a time where everybody wants to discover and know something new. They want to hear something they didn't know 10 minutes ago or yesterday or, when, or whenever. And there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting to learn new things. And indeed, as you begin to read the Bible and study the Bible, you will learn many new things. But as the years go on, lots of times people lose interest in the Bible because they say, well, I've already read that. And if you've lost interest in the Bible because you say, I already knew that, then the answer is you've got to dig deeper. You've got to keep going deeper. And secondly, you've got to reinforce the things you believe. See, the Bible's not like, like say, you know, say you learn math and you, you know, if you learned addition and you want to say, well, I want to move on and learn multiplication and algebra and fractions, calculus, things like this. I already know addition. If I sat in a class where they just taught me addition again, I'd be bored. I understand how that works. But there's something important to realize about the Bible that's different from mathematics. The Bible may, you may go to the Bible and you might not learn something new, but you are living in a world in which, in which what the Bible teaches is being challenged. It's being undermined. 
day in and day out, the world in which we live in, the, the culture, the advertising, the messages we get, the articles we read, the shows we watch, the music we listen to, it's challenging what the Bible teaches us to be good, right, and true. And therefore, even if what you're learning in the Bible is not necessarily something you never knew before, it's important that we daily get in the Bible to refocus and remind ourselves of what is true, because we can easily forget. Indeed, this is what happened with Israel over and over again. They forgot. God did mighty miracles for them, and they forgot about it. And God realizes that we live in a world where things need to be reinforced. We have communion or breaking of bread regularly because the, and, and the New Testament church was devoted to this. Why? As a reminder to proclaim that Christ died for me. It says, as often as you eat of, as often as you eat of it and drink it, drink this cup, remember Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ is your savior. We need the repetition. We need the reminders. When you come to the Bible, you may learn new things, but there may come a point where you said, I didn't learn anything today, anything new, but I reinforced what I believe. I, I, I drove the, the nail a little bit deeper. I drove the stake a little bit deeper. I strengthened my faith, not with something new, but with something that was important that is being challenged by the world, a value, a way of living. It's being challenged by the world, and I need to be deepening my conviction in the truth of the Scripture. That's what meditation's about. We think about it. We ruminate on it. We, we roll it over in our mind over and over again, not only looking for new understanding, but most importantly, for new application. And how am I to be applying this in my life? Where am I falling short? This is what meditation is about. I want to be careful to meditate on God's word, says in Joshua 1.8, so that I may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. I think about it. Doesn't have to be new, but I'm, I'm challenging myself. Am I applying what I'm learning? Now, if you do, here's what will happen. He'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. This is why the background, of, if you're on YouTube with me rather than the podcast, you can see the background. Here's a big, mighty tree. That's what I want to be like. That's what I want you to be like, a big, mighty tree. doesn't happen overnight, but it happens as it's growing and nourished and strengthened and takes time, but that's what I want you and me to become like. And the right habits, the habit of meditating on God's Word day and night, will make this make you like this. So he'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Whatever we do, God will prosper us as we are meditating on God's word, obeying it, practicing it. Now, again, we're the, the world's challenging us with their ways. They're saying their way's better. And the wicked says their way's better. And to walk in the way of the wicked, sit in the seat of the scoffer, uh, stand in the path of a sinner, they're saying their way's better than the word of God. There's this conflict. Which will you follow? Understand God's way leads to this fruitful life, this strength, stability, and so forth. But what about the wicked? The wicked are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. 
oh my goodness, what a powerful, powerful visualization. What the psalmist here in the very first psalm, Psalm 1, tells us that if you are meditating on God's word and strong in it, you'll be like a mighty tree, fruitful, even in a drought, your leaf won't wither. Your trust will be in God. You'll be prosperous. But if you're just, if you're like the wicked, you're going to be like chaff driven about by the wind, the blown about here and there. You'll be destroyed. My friends, be in the word of God. Let's make this year a word that, a world in, let's make this year a year in which we are blessed and strong and mighty for God. And I hope you're mightier for God today than you were January 1, 2023. But whether you are or not, I trust that you will be mightier for God in January and December 31st of 2024. Shall we pray about it? Almighty God, we bless you and love you. We thank you that you are the victorious warrior and you've recruited us to be on your side. We thank you, Father, for the truth of the word of God that will make us mighty and strong and stable and prosperous. I pray, Father, give us a heart to delight in the word of God, to delight in what you say, to from the depths of our soul to love what we read. Give us this love for Scripture. Give us a hunger for Scripture. Give us a hunger to hear from you, O God, and then to meditate on it, think about it, and to might we be people who live what your word tells us. Lord, we pray for the wicked. We, we want to see them saved, but we don't want them to be influencing us. Lord, help us to know how to reach out to them and win them to Christ without letting them drag us down into a value system that would cause us to just be blown about like the chaff in the wind. We pray for this. We give you this day, this day to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I love the Word of God. I hope you do too. I hope if you're if you're wanting to love it more, join us regularly. Let let my love for God and His Word be contagious, and I pray you'll catch it. If you're not loving God's Word, get around some people who do. You'll catch it. You'll catch that love for the Word. Hear the Word of God taught. You'll catch it. Hear it taught by someone who loves it. Avoid those people who don't love it. Avoid those people who are dry and 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 and. You know, they, they teach the word, they, they treat the Bible like it's just some dead cadaver to, to um, do an autopsy on. No, get around the people who realize it's a living word and they love it, and you'll catch that enthusiasm. If you're new today, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to our channel, like the video on your way out, share it with your friends, post it on your social media, tell them about it. Let's spread the word about this, this daily time to get in the word of God. We come here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, and I invite you to be with us or to watch later in the day, or even listen to the podcast, you can find it. Just search Tom the Preacher on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. God bless you. You have a wonderful day, a victorious day. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.